wearing a watch? Okay, because I was like, I'm hearing this ticking noise, like a clock, <laughs> the whole time, and he's driving up a fucking wall. Concentrate. That's all I was like, <laughs> my OCD was just kicking in. I just wish your friends were as mature as you. They are mature, actually. You just have to get to know them better. Paging Dr. Faggot! Dr. Faggot! I should go. That's a good idea, Dr. Faggot. Welcome to another episode of Who Do You Think You Are? I Am, episode 18. We are legal now. And it is me, Chenz, across the table from Puma. And we've got our third wheel, the the main piece of the trike, the, the trike effecta. Matt on the phone. Uh, we've got a bunch of topics to cover today. We've got big, big, big news. Uh, NBA Finals just concluded not too long ago. Uh, NHL wrapped up the Stanley Cup. The Raptors won the NBA Finals four to two over the Warriors. Uh, thanks. And our we fourth are, host, we, Siri. <laughs> we are not gonna take that out. That was gold. Thank you, Siri. Uh, for spoiling what Chenz was gonna say. I mean, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> Cuts in wow. there like that. Chance looks like someone's actually can say the words and know what they're talking about. Someone's on the hot seat right now. Uh, uh, I, I am hot. That is that is a fact. Um, Women's World Cup, Qatar scandal. We got the U.S. Open, some fan questions, and obviously guess that hat. Everyone's favorite segment. So NBA Finals. Let's get to it. Matt, give me your phone. Matt called it. Even though it was in a shorter series, Matt called Raptors in seven. It turned out to be Raptors in six. So let's let the winner of the prediction talk about it first. Matt, what do you got? I'm I'm sorry. I just I gave the Warriors too much credit. You know, I uh, said that they could go to seven and couldn't win at home, which is terrible. At least the Raptors won one at home. And I hate the fact that people are going to be saying. Oh well, you know, Durant was out and Clay got hurt. Yep. I don't want to hear it. Preach. You got to play who's in front of you. Yep. And yep. the Raptors played the best basketball they could, and they came out on top. They had timely shots, and I, I was spitting out hot takes at the bar on Thursday night. <laughs> My brother was getting a little nervous. I was saying Curry is not an elite player. Oh, he's a good shooter, but when it comes down to stepping up. Where was he? You're right, dude. You are so fucking right. But here's I, I was gnawing in people's ears, just tidbits here and there, and then my piece de resistance was with five seconds left, a wide open three. He hits eighty percent of the time. We yep. all seen in the regular season, but because it's the finals, KD's not there. Yep, he missed it. I mean, the numbers don't lie, dude. I believe he's zero for eight. I think that's that was or zero for nine. Zero for eight now. With- oh. Under 20 seconds. Under 20 seconds. If you want, you got your best player, right? Mm-hmm. Taking that shot. The greatest, everyone's saying he's the greatest shooter ever. And like you said, 
Every all the analysts are like, oh, terrible shot. Why you take terrible shot? He hits that shot every fucking day. He comes out. I'm gonna credit Stephen A. here. He come walks out the tunnel on the opposite end, draining buckets. He puts on a whole right. show pregame, shooting from everywhere on the court. You can't tell me that that shot was a bad look for Steph. Who said it was a bad look? Because it was a wide open shot. Right. I've heard it. I've heard bad. I've heard people saying it's a bad look. Can't take that shot. How are you going to draw that up as a play? But I agree with you a thousand percent. Now Curry is a very, very, very good player. I think any team would take him. Oh, right. Hundred percent. But but um, I was listening to a I was listening to the radio, sports talk radio on Sunday. Um, and the host was, was categorizing what he f- believes to be, uh, who he believes make up the number one player category. And these are guys that you put them on any team, they are going to lead that team to glory. And that category consisted only of three players, LeBron, KD, and now Kawhi. Agreed. He said everyone else is not a number one player. So obviously he, he includes Steph Curry in that category. He includes Anthony Davis, who was in the news recently in that category. James Harden. James Harden onto the Kumpo. Um, and I, I, you know, the more the, at first you think, what, how can you say Curry's not a number one? But like you said, when you look at the numbers at when it matters most, he's not, he's not performing. He's not coming through. Mm-hmm. You know, another thing, too, if you look at Curry's stat line for Game 6, he was 3-for-11 from behind the arc. That's not going to get it done in a Game 6 when you need to win to extend the series. Well, yeah, especially when that's your game. Exactly. Your, your team relies on you on you hitting the 3. Now, like you said, like you mentioned earlier, Matt, you know, every Warriors fan is going to cry, oh, but, you know, of course they won with no KD and no Clay. They're quick to They're quick to forget. That mm-hmm. uh, Give they, me they beat the Cavs. Well, no, sorry, they beat LeBron and LeBron and the gang because that was <laughs> that was without Kyrie and that was without Kevin Love and right. LeBron. The the fucking this is why he's the best player in the league. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. All right, KD's right there, but LeBron is is the best because he took a sh- a scrub team against the mighty Warriors to Game Seven. He was doing everything. Everything you can possibly do, he was doing it. And if I remember correctly, everybody was saying, all these Warrior fans were saying, we don't need KD, we don't need KD. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when they're down 3-1, right. Right. they're like, oh, it's yeah. because we don't have KD. Right. You and, can't have it both ways. And they also beat, back in the day, they beat a Kawhi-less Spurs team. They've, they've injured Kawhi, and they beat that Spurs team. Fucking Zaza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, asshole. Um, so they, they, yeah, they're quick to forget that shit, and that's annoying. Um, and a bigger blow too is Clay Thompson torn torn ACL as well. He went down, yep. and you know he he had a game. He was four from four for six. He had thirty yeah, points. No, he played Clay, great. Clay Thompson's a gamer. He played great. He's a gamer. And but this this shakes up now. This shakes up the the upcoming free agency period. Um, this shakes up the Western Conference powerhouse in general you know a lot of people are thinking this is gonna this is the start of the decline for the warriors um i don't necessarily think that's true just because these their their core guys 
although Clay Thompson's going to be out, their core guys are not old. You know, they're they're like in their primes. They're not. They've just been so good for so long. But they were good when they were younger. Uh, I think people forget how old they are. But the shift definitely changed now with the next big news in the NBA. Anthony Davis getting traded to the Lakers. Switching conferences. You want to talk about... No, he's, he was always in the West. He was... Oh, see? New Orleans in the West. <laughs> Doesn't um, make sense. They should be in the East. Yep, yep. Um, the Lakers getting absolutely... You want to talk about fleeced. They got fleeced, I think. Well, any team that was going to trade for AD was going to get fleeced. No, and that's but, why we didn't want the Knicks to do yeah, it. but they, they, got, they got screwed. They got... Matt, how do you feel about that? Well, it all depends because okay, yeah. I don't know if you, you've seen, but some some of these draft uh, previews and and items they have now, it's really weird because they have the Pelicans with the fourth pick, even though the trade's not official. So I just kind of find it funny that you're going to have a team that's going to get drafted by the Lakers, even though they're going to get traded right away because the trade's technically not official yet. Mm. And that's another big talking point of when they're going to have this trade become official. But I don't know if the Lakers get fleeced just because the three first-round picks are so far down the line. I don't think they mind losing Ingram because I don't think he was the player that they expected him to be. All right, thank especially you. Especially after playing with LeBron. Thank you. Everybody is so, so high on him. Why? He hasn't... I don't... I, he had a decent rookie year. Yeah. And then, I mean... It's it's the promise. Personally, my, my brand is hurt now. I, I actually think... I should say, my brand is back. Big baller brand is back in a big way. Lavar is back making news. In now the Big Easy. Lonzo's so you got you got four Bs now. Big yep. baller brand, Big Easy. So I think uh, Lonzo is a, a, a piece that played – he played really well with LeBron last year when they were both healthy. I thought he was a decent uh, – I thought he was, they, had a decent rookie year. Yeah. I thought he had a decent rookie year. Look at the Lakers' numbers yeah. like, as a team, record-wise. A lot better with Lonzo and LeBron together on the court. So mm. it's not so easy to find a, a cheap point guard, which to be fair – his contract was still a rookie contract. Right. Good luck finding that. They're going to have to fill out a roster now with scrubs and, and you know, the Mo Williams point yeah. guards of the world where he was with the Cavs, LeBron. Exactly. But he's used to that. So he's used and, – right. and you can so you can throw him anybody. With, right. So it's it's going to be – it's LeBron and who's, who's my best friends? And you know who is a good friend who's still in the market? Carmelo Anthony. Oh. That's interesting. Would love to see him playing in LA. I would, we'll I would like that too, but I, I just can't see it happening, man. I don't know the chemistry. LeBron's I a very powerful person. He is, and if anybody can make Melo humble him a little bit, it would be LeBron. Well, and on top of that, Melo hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't won a finals. He hasn't been in a finals, and LeBron can use that that trick to get him in LA. He's also won a lot of gold medals. People forget about Olympic mellow. NCAA championship, too. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. talking about the NBA. Oh, I know. In the yeah, NBA. I know, I know. You know, I, I think that, you know, another thing that I think is that even though it looks like he's going to Brooklyn is that would they take a run at Kyrie? Do they have enough cap space to sign Kyrie? I don't, th- I don't think so. Well, that's the, that's the problem now, too. Back to, to what I was mentioning before about this trade being official. It's going to be more beneficial for the Lakers to have this trade be official July 30th when they can get five more million in cap space, I believe it is, mm. and they could sign a max contract. But there's no incentive for the Pelicans to allow that. They're going to want to get it done July 6th when the Lakers will only have $23 million in cap space and won't be able to make a max offer to a Kyrie or a Kemba or anyone else that would garner a, a max contract offer. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how this cap crunch works out for the Lakers, given the fact that they did trade two important pieces away while keeping Kuzma, who I think was a solid keep for them. Yeah, I think he's going to really shine now, more more so in the fact that he did when he was coming in the summer league and playing well. So it's going to be fun to see. I think anytime you can put two superstars together like that, it's going to be fun to watch them play together. The fact that they're not playing the Knicks how many times a year? Only twice now. So AD and, and LeBron together, hopefully they stay healthy. Be fun to watch and, and yeah. be good to see someone other than the Warriors make it out of the Western Conference. I agree. And now we got the draft coming up on Thursday. Um, New Orleans got the first and fourth overall picks now. Um, here's here's what I, and this is this is my uh, this is my pessimistic Knicks view on this. Uh, I can totally see the Knicks because there's like Puma brought up before. There's there's talk that the Knicks are working out uh, Garland, the point guard from yep. Vanderbilt, I believe, right? Yeah, played ten games. Yeah, I mean, good player, but I think I like RJ Bar- Barrett a lot more. I think he's more complete. I think he's much more NBA ready. Um, I even like him over John Morant, to be honest with you. So the fact that he's still projected to go third overall, I'll take it. But I can see the Knicks really nixing this up and drafting somebody other than R.J. Barrett. And now here goes R.J. Barrett falling to four, linking back up with Zion in New Orleans. I mean, that would be fucking awesome too. Yeah. Two college buddies who were killing it in college. You know who else? NBA. You know, side note here. Yes, last night at the Yankee game, John Morant was at the Yankee game, so okay. he's in New York too. Hmm. So he might have been with the meeting with the Knicks yesterday or over the last couple of days as well. I, again, I would rather them take. I'd rather them RJ get Barrett. Barrett, and you know what? The reason why I want Barrett is what you've been saying. You've sold me on Barrett is the fact that he was the projected number one pick going into the college season, and Zion came on the scene and you know blew up. Yeah, and. I just think that the Knicks got to play it safe, not get too try to get too creative. With um, I mean, John Morant's a good, a very good player. Don't get me wrong. Uh, draws a lot of comparisons to Russell Westbrook, but R.J. Barrett just he's big. He's a big, uh, big guard, physical. He's a piece you can build around. He 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 does it all really, um, and he's very and he wants to play here. That's something that you mm-hmm. you don't see. These days, like, I I kind of get like annoyed when all these uh, all these analysts they say, oh man, like New York is where you want to be, and then someone brought it up and they're like, why? Like, wh- when was the last time the Knicks were like really the place to be? The seventies, the eighties, the late nineties, you know, late nineties, nineties, yeah. You know, like they haven't been like that that place. Everyone wants to go other places. Everyone when- wants to go to Golden State. Uh, the late the Lakers have managed to become the destination, despite being they're they've been just as bad as the Knicks. Yeah, but for a shorter window, though. Not really. The they Knicks won, have been they, bad they for won, like twenty they years. Won a championship in twenty ten. Yeah, the Knicks have been bad for twenty something years. And all right, fine. But you know, I I also think that when you say the word Knicks, you just right away think of dysfunction. You know, the Knicks, the Knicks with all the shit the Knicks have gone through in the last 20 years between Isaiah Thomas and Phil Jackson and the Larry Brown and Stephon Marbury and all this shit 
and I'm you're probably surprised I know all that. But no, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. But you know, when I think of the Knicks, you know, and I'm sorry, man, I got to take another shot. When I think of the Knicks, I think of the dysfunction like the Mets. They're just dysfunctional. Always come back to the Mets. Always back. To but the it's Mets. true. It's true though. It's the true. Mets, the Mets and the Jets. You know the the Jets the Jets trade their their, their uh, drop their GM after the draft, which doesn't make sense, and that's a Knicks thing to do. You know they hired a more competent guy, though. I feel like that's well, another discussion for another day. But well, yeah, I'm not saying that the guy that they they you know, I'm not saying that they didn't hire the right guy now. But what I'm saying is, if you were going to fire your GM, fire him before the draft. Why let him make that pick in the t- in the top ten, and then you and then you dump him? You know, strange. Like we, Jens and I were talking about this before. The Rangers. Let's transition now into hockey. Uh, nice. The Rangers are rebuilding. They do it the right way, and they're doing it the right way. And we're not even talking about the Stanley Cup first. We're going to talk about the Trouba trade that they just made, and they just got a stub num- a stud number one defenseman for nobody. For a blind, a Brian Le- Leach wannabe Neil Pionk, and the fir- a first round pick that they got from Winnipeg, and they're going to be competing for a cup and for a championship way faster than the Knicks are going to be. Yeah, I think they definitely accelerate the rebuild process. Our, our good friend Emily Knight wrote a nice little uh, write up on the uh, the trade recap of this deal, and to be honest, I was floored when I saw that. You know, I texted you guys. I still, I thought it was some fake BS thing, but. When I saw TSN pop up on my phone, I lost it because I couldn't believe that they got this trade for the guy that they've been coding for so long. Especially when you had all these teams swarming around, like the Islanders and the his hometown Detroit Red Wings. I was very concerned that they weren't going to get it done, but credit to Gordon and JD. They definitely uh, put the pedal to the metal, and, and now this rebuild it went from you know two or three years away to maybe one or two. We could, I could definitely see them contending now for that wild card, even third slot in the Atlantic or the Metro, rather. Yeah, so no it's gonna be fun to watch it and to see who they uh, compare with in that back end because the, now you see how many Ryan defensemen they have. It's gonna be uh, a shit show even more now. Uh, you're definitely gonna see at least two of Stahl, uh, uh, Smith, and Shanker gone. So. I, I think I think they that the first one on that list is, is is Smith. I think Smith is the first one that they buy out. Um, but well, they don't even have to buy him out. They could still stuff him in the minors, and then maybe his ego has him take a, a trade somewhere. But even there, I don't know if they could uh, get anything of value. You just salvage something for uh, for him a seventh round pick, whatever. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I this was highway robbery, and when you told us. Because I was at the Yankee game, I wasn't really watching my phone. And when I got the text and I saw that they we got Truba for what we got him for, you know, for the people who don't know about Jacob Truba, he, he put up 50 points last year. He had 42 assists. He had eight goals. He's big. He's probably the one of the biggest defensemen size-wise we've had in a long time that actually uses his size the right, the right way, the way it should be used. And he's a true number one defenseman. He can quarterback the power play. He can. He's he's good. He's decent in his own zone, and he can be on. He's on the penalty kill. He's going to do it all. He's going to play twenty five minutes a night, and he's going to be there for you. Now the question is: is what's this contract look like? And like you said, seven seven years, seven and a half to seven. If they can get him at six and a half for seven, I think that's even better. Obviously for the cap, but. 
they've made a move where they've got their number one defenseman that they've been looking for for, I feel like, years now. I don't even think McDonough was a true number one, even though he was our captain and he was a great ranger. Uh, he, he was definitely number one. He was saddled with Girardi for a while. Made him look worse than he was. You know, but I feel like we haven't had a defenseman like this truly, though, since Leach. It's been a while. You know, a, a player that can be a a consmite winner, a player that can win the 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 um the um how's a slap shot the um what what's what's the what's the the the, the award for the top defenseman um the, the what the Norris the Norris Trophy he's a Norris Trophy contender you know and if you see what number one defensemen are going for just look at Carlson. Carlson just signed an eight-year deal, and you know that's going to handcuff the Sharks for 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 a while now. And and he's more broken down than Truba is. You know, yeah, hopefully that surgery he had is gonna is gonna fix him because he's been hobbling for a while now, even when he was with Ottawa. Yeah, no, yeah, but you know, I'm kind of happy he got signed because now like it takes the temptation away from the Rangers. You know, even 100%. with Truba, even with Truba. But now what I'm also hearing about this is that. They have so many defensemen, young defensemen that are de- that are worth trading. Why not trade for Mitch Marner's rights? If they could get Mitch Marner's rights without having to get the first round picks, that'd be very ideal. But I think you give him the money rather than Panarin. Panarin, rather, sorry, uh, just because centers are a lot more valuable than wingers. You know, I, I think so too. I think that it's. It's just something that, you know, is, is fantasy. I really don't think they're going to trade for Marner's rights. They're going to even... it Just for his rights, it's going to cost you a second or third round pick. Even, maybe even the first. And the Rangers only... And they're going to have to trade him a 2020 first. They're not going to have to trade him the 29th. They're not going to give up Kako. So, you know, I think that with the addition of Truba, and you got Kako going to be putting on the sweater on Friday, I... What are they showing it on? What is it air on? NHL Network? Um, it's probably on. It's probably on NBC. Really, the dress? It, I would say maybe NHL. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, think I don't they put think it on Friday NBC. night. Yeah. No, and the NBC. Sports Network, not and not the main channel. Oh, NBC Sports oh, NBC Network. Sports. Okay. So yeah, okay. You know, but now sticking with hockey, the Stanley Cup wrapped up a couple days ago as well. Um, a very I think a perfect game played by the Blues. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to beat that. They stayed out of the box. They scored early. They scored one late in the first period. And they just rolled. And if, as a Ranger fan, now with Truba, what you saw what Petrangelo did in that series, a right-handed defenseman with a heavy shot, you got to be happy with what, what with where you're sitting. But I'm extremely happy with... The fact that we were wrong with our predictions and that the Blues actually won. Now we don't have to hear Boston talk about another championship. Oh, let's go Sanchez. Going the other way. Are you guys delayed? It sounds like you guys are... uh... I, I, 10 seconds delayed. I think I just didn't look up when it happened. I was No, when he said Sanchez, Sanchez was already sitting on first base. Right. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um... I am live watch of the Yankee game as we record. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't noticed. There's nothing else going on right now, you know? Yep. You know, but now that the Stanley Cup is over, the draft is Friday, like I just mentioned. 
Rangers sitting in the number two spot. All the mock drafts that are coming out have Jack Hughes going one and Kako going two. And if that's how it pans out, I am extremely happy with that. Um, I have already mentally ordered my Kako jersey. So Did you join the church, though? So, side note, I listened to this. I'm going to shout out a podcast that I listened to. It's called Blue Shirt Breakaway. And their host, his name is Ryan Mead. Ryan Mead l- loves him some Kako Kako. Loves him some Kako Kako. It's, it's Cousin Kenny Mike Trout status. I think it's a little worse. I oh, think if, I think I think if he could take it's definitely, Kako, it's definitely worse. If this guy could take Kako out on a date, he would. He started a website <laughs> called Chen. Do you want to drop it? What was it called? No, I can't drop it. You you you, you could say it. No free ads. He. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much. Dude, just say the fucking name. I forgot the name. It's his name. It's his name. Church, the Church of So and So. The Church of Kako. No, it's for his full name. It's his full name. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> the Church of Kako. So this guy. Church of Katsu. What? Church of oh, Kako. Wow. Language chance. <laughs> so he created. A website called Church of Kako. Oh, that's exactly what it is. He has commandments, clergymen, the Pope, who's him. He's got a stained glass mural of Capo Kako. He's got a shield for Kako. This guy went all out. All out. And it's absolutely amazing. It's pretty funny. And he actually has commandments and i'm going to read through some of them commandment one just because you're the second option doesn't mean you're not number one in our hearts commandment two if you follow hughes you lose commandment three kako is lord oh my god commandment four thou shall comment praise be to kako of all gifts of kako kako scoring commandment five thou shall show respect to other members of the cock C-O-K, Church of Kako. Commandment six, thou shalt greet other members of the cock by we, resetting our mantra, Kappa Kako. Can we have Can we have a soundbite of that? You you say you must praise the cock. <laughs> and then just, just, just like drop that randomly. <laughs> Commandment seven, thou shalt remember and celebrate the day he first donned the New York Rangers sweater, June 21st, 2019. What's going to happen if this guy doesn't get drafted by the Rangers? And you know I what's funny? Just for this. Yeah, his, I know, I know. his co-host asked him the same question. His co, and he said, "I'll sell it to any double fan that wants it." Commandment eight: Thou shalt envision Capo Caco drinking from the Stanley Cup of Life. Commandment nine: Thou shalt show your dedication to the cock by spreading the word through social Jesus media, thus growing Christ. the cock following. And last but not least, the tenth commandment: Can we say "cok"? You, you must not be envious of your other Metro rival go- goods. You shall not be envious of Matthew Barzell, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, nor Elaine Vigneault. So, they want us to join our join the flock. They have clergymen. Um, I, they thought have, it was, I thought it was the cock. The cock is the name of the whatever. I know, I know. So, so, they have a prayer box where you can send prayers to Kako. 
So this thing went all out. So the Capocaco fever in Rangerland is, is huge. Gigantic. Absolutely gigantic. And we'll see Friday. And we'll see what happens Friday. I will be wearing my Ranger jersey. Who are you going to wear? Who? Yeah. Kreider. Delzada. Who won a Stanley Cup, by the way, motherfucker. It's probably probably worse. The turntables have turned. (laughs) He's still an asshole. All right, so let's transition here. Let's talk about baseball. Uh, We actually brought in a special guest. Uh, We brought Cousin Kenny back after a long hiatus. Kenneth, what's going on? (laughs) I'm glad you guys uh, wanted me back after not hearing for you for a couple of months. And originally, listening, I thought maybe it just wasn't, you know, wasn't welcome back. No, you're always you're welcome. Always, him. always, always. You're always here. Always, you, always, always. You're always welcome my to come back and pick on Chen's when like, when he's ready. My waxing poetic attachments seem to uh, really. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I thought you did a good job. I and I'm, you know, I think I think Chen, you rub Chen's the wrong way. Oh, you didn't rub me the wrong way. Well, what I will say, I was a little upset about our CEO move that happened this week. What was you happy about that? I think at some point, I love the bargain basement shopping and all these free players that he seems to be getting us, but I think at some point, we need maybe a left-hander or somebody who doesn't strike out every single time he makes out. Yes. So, you're talking about you're talking about getting another pitcher even with Encarnacion. I don't think I think his hands are tied with the pitch situation. I don't think there's much out there for him to get. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to kill him for that. But I just don't really. I mean, I, Incarnacion was free, and I understand that. Yeah. But I'm scared of what a Verland or a Cole could do in a playoff game. Being, you know, are they going to strike out 18 guys? You know, I mean, it just scared. Yeah. Uh, well, how do you feel about missing out on Keuchel? Well, no part of Keuchel. I'm not a Keuchel fan. I think that the analytic teams like the Astros and he's stayed away from him for a specific reason. Mm. I think he was definitely better off in the NL. We'll have a little bit of an easier time, you know, a little bit of a less stacked us. Um, I did not want any part of Keiko because I don't think he solved the problem. I mean, if you're telling me a Keiko over, you know, Sabathia retired or, you know, a back-end guy or whatever, but if you're going to tell me, they oh, they signed Keiko, now we don't need, you know, a, a top-line starter, you know, that's where I want a little bit trouble though if 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 you know that if it's between kike or real like starter then i'm very happy he's not a yankee 100 yeah i mean but in in this situation like i like what you said it was it was uh very true that the yankees got incarnacion for free uh, american league leader in home runs i'll take that any day of the week right um but the need for the team is is pitching i feel like anybody might have been a, a especially Considering the Yankees really can spend as much as they want on anybody, give him a fly for this year because we need it. You know why not? It doesn't uh, it doesn't it, just because you can spend it doesn't mean you should. I mean I, the the idea of getting Keuchel, you know, he, he basically is a back starter. You don't need another back end starter. You can keep calling up the wise of the world and the Ramans who obviously look great in the beginning of the year, don't get me wrong, and guys like that to, to give you a back-end starter. Why? So with a veteran who has no flexibility, so if he, if you sign him and he does terrible, you can't send him down, can't do anything with him, then you're just, four, then you're just stuck mm. on the roster. To me, it was it was tight. One thing Cashman never does, himself in a situation where he can't make moves, yeah. which is why 
whole Frazier situation happened because he knew he had the flexibility. If he didn't have that flexibility, Frazier never been available. It's a good point. It's true. Yeah, Cashman's not going to make a deal just to make a deal. He's got to have the price that he likes, that he wants, and rarely do you see him get fleeced, which is why he went to Encarnacion. It didn't cost him anything, like we guys said. But also, too, as you mentioned before, Ken, the starting pitching market is not there yet. Down the road, a couple weeks from now, when the deadline gets closer, teams start seeing that they're fading out. That's maybe when Cashman makes his move and gets someone at discount, where the price was a little too high right now at the moment. Yeah. I hope that's true. I see where he's going to open up. I think he's going to keep acquiring more bullpen and mm. try to go at this with with hey, uh, give me give me two times with Sabathia and then I'll beat you with my bullpen. I don't think he sees it. I don't want. Yeah, I mean that's just sports talk radio, you know, uh, nonsense. Because if they wanted Scherzer, they would have signed him for the thirty-five million the first time around. Now he's at the back contract you're gonna fleet my lease and still pay him 35 years at the end of that contract to me that's that's something cashman does not do and he's not going to do no and I, I like you know i think cashman has proven i think cashman has proven that he's not gonna overreach for a player overextend uh, especially with the prospects that we have and you know i was talking to chen yesterday about the frazier thing and you know Chen's, Chen's is in the boat that they they shouldn't have sent him down, but you know the kids got options and they're going to use their those options to make room for other players. You know because you get you can't option Cameron Maven, you can't option Kendrys Morales, you can't option these guys that are dead weight when Judge comes back and all these other players start to come back. Yeah, but how much of a hit is if on the Yankees if they option a guy like Kendrys Morales? They can't. They got to DFA him. They have to DFA him. They have to completely cut him. All right. The well, same thing with Maven. Who cares? Well, because when we got him, he was in the Indians minor league system. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm fine with keeping Maven. My whole thing with the Frazier is, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I hope it doesn't affect his, his whole mentality. It because- does. It does. And it's also another thing. It's another test on his point. Because every single time, he seems to... Don't give me that. And I think they almost... I think they were just like, "Hey, like if you're gonna if you're gonna be a Yankee, like these are things that are gonna happen, and you need to learn how to handle them." And I said the same thing to you. Yeah, you said you said if you can't handle it, then you can't handle being a Yankee. But my argument was, the guy he's hitting, he's performing. Okay, his his fielding has been bad. He plays the outfield like he has two left feet. All right, but you know what? Like, I'd rather take the bat than the fielding. He's, he's, he's producing. And so it's frustrating for him. If he was left-handed, he doesn't get sent down. Yeah. That's first of all. Right. The mm-hmm. roster is the roster. You have power. You need a guy play the outfield when when the game gets late and judge and or Stanton. Well, not judge, but when Stanton needs to get replaced in left field, yeah. you need a guy in left field. You do roster. Right. Yes. Will he be the starting right fielder on the San Francisco Giants? Yes. <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And and when Puma continued to say like, well, you need a guy like Mabin for the playoff run, and in, like you said, in spot situation, putting a guy like that in the field, reliable glove, good on the base paths. That's when you, that's how you fucking win win World Series. And like, on top of that, you have Brett Gardner too. Yeah, and just my my whole thing is this: I understand that Frazier next year he's gonna he's gonna get his time, 
If they don't trade him. I just right. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I hope they don't trade him. And I hope I that I hope that he passes this test like that that you say that he's been given. But um Oh shit, where was I going with this? I don't know. You Kendrick, 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 Kendrick Morales, like fuck him. Like if it means keeping Frazier, just fucking cut him. Who gives a shit? Cut your losses. That's it. Well, you can't. Encarnacion can play first base. Well, that's the plan. Well, they're, they're not going to need Morales anymore now that they got Encarnacion. Right. Like Morales right. is definitely, but they can't cut him yet. I think because he's hurt until he comes back. But I mean, I think once Morales is healthy, you won't see him getting in at bats. Yeah. There's not just clearly not enough to go around. Right. No, definitely not. And that's another thing that I said too. Is they that still have El- they still have El- Ellsbury? Ellsbury. Okay. okay. Yeah, for, you forgot about it, of course. I'm, I'm not saying he played, but that's just another. That's another person taking up space. Forget it. Ellsbury. Ellsbury and the Yankees have a wink, wink. You stay hurt. This covers your salary, and it was nice knowing you. Yeah. There, there's something to exactly. behind the scenes there yeah. with that guy. Yeah. You know, and the same thing with Troy Tulowitzki. They sent him home. That's right. Yeah. They sent him home. And the same thing with Maven. That's why that Boone and these guys, they don't want to cut Maven, but they know they're going to have no choice when Judge comes back. So they're just saying, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, because this is the team that when we started the season, it was like, where are all these outfielders going to play? And then all of a sudden, you're starting Tuckman in right field. So you never know who gets hurt, who strains an oblique and is out first. You know, so they, they, they don't want to dump Maven unless they actually have to. Yeah, I Maven's think... done nothing but perform. I mean, Maven's doing everything he's going to ask for. Yeah. Totally. One one thing I will one thousand percent. One thing I can see them doing, and I don't I I don't know why they don't do it. They don't need to carry thirteen pitchers. Why not send down one of the a Hale or a Cortez and keep Mabin? Because that's the way this team is built. James, come on, you're a pitcher. You know this. He's playing his. He's playing. They're playing the. We're gonna beat you with our bullpen game. We don't have the starters. We won length, and the opener situation is working out great. We're starting uh, Green. And 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 going to Cortez. Well, why are you gonna why you need that more than you need Frazier? Is the, you know, the offense is not the problem. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. I agree with that. So Frazier's gone. Frazier's gone. That's just you guys gone. pack up your '77 jerseys and you can just send them to mileage to God's ears, San Francisco. Wow. Cashman's done. Cashman's done with Frazier, and I don't even think you're going to see him in the majors again unless somebody gets hurt. What? For in a Yankee, in a Yankee uniform, you're saying? In a Yankee uniform, yeah, hundred percent. I think he's. I think he's gone. So you. So you're. So you're. you're, 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 you're oh God, I heard it here first. So you're saying Frazier to San Francisco, and we're getting Mad Bum. Well, listen. Now I'm saying that knowing absolutely nothing. Obviously, I mean I'm not on the inside track here. My point being is, if I'm Brian Cashman. I'm giving up Frazier without a question for, for Bumgarner, even for the rental. So, I was talking to somebody somebody else today about trading and for the pitchers, and he threw this trade at me, and I want to see what you guys think right, of it. Frazier, Urshela, okay. Holder, and another prospect. Who the fuck are we getting? For Max Scherzer. <sighs> Is that something you guys salary, would do? How much of the salary are the Nationals taking on? They take on 25%. You're not getting that deal. Now you're not getting that deal because they're eating too much salary? You're not getting that deal because you're the prospects are... You're not getting that deal in, in, in a million years. The Nationals are, are similar to the Mets. The Nationals have to sell tickets. They can't tank. They have no... They paid Corbin in the offseason. They have no reason to dump salary. 
They're filling the ballpark. They're in, they're in the mix, for crying out loud. Everyone's acting like they're dead. They're like four or five games out. It's, just, it's not even July yet. Yep. It's, it's not even July yet. The Max Scherzer conversation is legitimately just sports talk radio talking about that. I bet you if you add, if you got the national GM in a room, he would laugh at you. That's Yankee <laughs> fans might call Mike Francesa and CMB wishing that they could get Max Scherzer, just like I wish I could have. But you're going to – I mean – would I do that? Yes, he's he's tied up for a couple more years, but he's also I think he's thirty six years old. I was gonna say, how old is he? He's gotta be up there. And I don't know if you anybody got that that update, but I think he broke his nose in batting practice trying to bunt. Yeah, he did. It's he a did. big, it's a big I nose. Bet you, I bet you tomorrow he strikes out fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to we I want to move away from baseball Wait, a little was, bit. There was another there was another trade that I saw. And that before you do the trade, and I do not want Strowman because I don't want to see Frazier grow up in front of us and. Beat, beat the shit out of us 19 times a year. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm really afraid of Floyd Frazier's epic career. <laughs> I mean, he's got a major league bat. That's all I'm saying. He could hit. He can hit. Yeah, so? He can hit. That's for sure. Uh, I'm definitely not afraid of... Uh, I'll trade him to the Red Sox for all I can. If it's going to get me a World Series, oh, I'll do it. Okay, Alex, I'm not afraid. I don't fear Clint Frazier. I don't. And and let's not, let's not forget the protection that Clint Frazier has in this lineup. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah, but when he was he was doing it when everyone else was hurt too. I mean, right. that's, he was that, producing when the the you had freaking Talkman batting six or whatever in that lineup, and Frazier yeah. still was producing. So, do you remember? I do when, see when what you're saying now. Saying, yeah, to your point, and I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Just to your point, when we were playing Baltimore and these crap teams, like even last night we're playing Tampa Bay. Do you see? I mean, Tampa Bay's in first place because their ERA is the lowest in the majors. They're not in first place because their lineup. Mm. Even when Frazier was batting high in the lineup, and we had nobody, you know, none of our normal superstar Hall of Famers in it, our lineup was still better than half of these teams. I mean, you say that because they've been they've been doing great. You know, the Nate, like on paper, if you if you brought that lineup to to me in the beginning of the season, I wouldn't be like, wow, what a great lineup. But like Lemay, he was playing out of his fucking mind this year. Lemay was a former batting champion. Glaber's a former top prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I, Voy- no, Voy- I know. I, I was, I was happy when we got Lemay. I thought it was a very good signing. But to, to, for you, him, you had Sanchez in the lineup. You had Glaber in the lineup. You had Voigt in the lineup. You had, you know, I, the lineup was never really completely barren. I mean, it wasn't full of the Stanton and the judges. Yeah, exactly. But it never was completely empty. Yeah. Now, do and, you? You would you would you like to keep Andujar, or you are you jumping ship with him too? No, I'm not, I mean, listen, I, I, it all obviously every every deal is is independent, you know. But I, I'm not I'm not giving up on it. I, I got no problem with the guy coming back from shoulder surgery. You know, everyone is ready to film the Yankeeography for Urshila. You know, I, I'm not ready to. <laughs> that's why I said Nationals aren't, aren't taking that deal. Like, you know, yeah. the Indians couldn't get anything out of Urshila. Right. He was in all minors. If if Andujar doesn't hurt his arm, you never even see him. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You know, he's making the most of his opportunity, and I love it. And he seems like he's been clutch. He doesn't strike out as much as these guys that drive me bananas. But, you know, like you said, I'm not ready to film the Yankeeography yet. <laughs> the Yankeeography. Yeah, and that what I'm thinking is if you can trade him while the iron's hot. Yeah, that's the that's the, that's the the plan, yeah. That's what I but would do. But you know the GMs aren't stupid. Yeah, that's true. You but, know, that's the thing. Like that, what, you, think, you think the Yankees wouldn't, wouldn't trade Luke Voigt? Yeah, I mean, if you go if you go back to the Voight deal, we got Voight for Chase and Shreve. Yeah, yeah, we got him. We got him because we had too many lefties in the bullpen. 
And look how actually too much power in the bullpen, really, is what we have. Now, now Greg Bird is you know as good as done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know he existed. I don't even know what his status is. Talk about talk about I, done. They, they don't even talk about him anymore. No. Yeah, he's in the Ellsbury category as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, a lot of Yankee fans are done with him because he can't stay healthy. You know, another name that I heard the Yankees are tied to, and I don't think the Mets will do it, is Zach Wheeler. Oh, I heard Syndergaard as well. Mets are not traded with the Yankees. No, no. As, you know no. what? It, for a, as a Met, for a Met standpoint, it makes sense, but they'll never do it. They'll which, never do which it. Which is in life is going to be a lot of situations like that. Yeah, you it know. would work out for both of them. It would be. It would definitely be beneficial for them to. I mean, we we have we have a stack of minors. You know what I mean? We we could give him. We can give them valuable assets for their guys, but they're not gonna. They're not gonna hand us a World Series. No, no, no could shot. Could you imagine the Met fan? Could you imagine what the Met fan would feel like if if we get either one of those guys and you know they they throw two they get two wins in the World Series for the Yankees? I mean, it's almost not even if you think about it from a Mets fan perspective, not ownership or the GM or the minor league you know scouting director, but just a Mets fan's perspective. Who is the guy who is paying for the tickets? And I mean, they, as much as ownership may want to do that, they couldn't. Yeah, well, we, we, Matt's Matt's family's Mets fans, or his brother at least, I think. And my dad too. And yeah. your dad, Peter. I like the Mets too. I, I don't know why there's this this hate coming from Mets. It's not a it's not a rivalry. It's the Yankees very clearly than the Mets. They can peacefully coexist. They don't play each other more than four times a year. They won't be seeing each other in the World Series. I'm as much of a dickhead Yankee fan as there is in the world. I don't hate the Mets. I oh. root for them. Oh, wow. Pumas? Pumas on Look the at that. Wow. Just because we're family doesn't mean we share the same view. <laughs> I rooted for them. Over the, you rooted for the Royals? He did. My dad did wow. too. That's I it. Don't, I, don't see, I don't see rooting for another American League team. Next time you guys you guys have a family function, you got you to gotta take it up with uh, Papa Puma. I, I'm plenty of my family wouldn't agree with that. I got my uncle too. My my uncle on my on my other side, same thing. He, you know, he, Red Sox and Mets. As far as he's concerned, he never root, you know, for them in any situation. But I don't. I, I, I'm a baseball fan. You know what I mean? And and, and that Met team, you know, I, I didn't hate them. Yeah. <laughs> really, what it came down to. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know. You know. So getting let's transition a little bit here and talk about that crazy uh, Padre Rocky series. Oh my God! That happened this weekend. How many runs was it? They scored a total of 91 runs 91. in four games. Now, is that a product of Coors Field, or is that two teams that are just <clears throat> no, I that think, just exploded? No, I think it. I think the field definitely helped, but it doesn't help you score 91 runs in four games. So right? that's that's what that's fucking like 45 runs a, a team basically. At, uh, I mean, can't be even. Obviously, one team had to win. Um, I have the numbers right here. Yeah, no, I see that. The Rockies scored 48 runs, and the Padres scored 43. Wow. Now, I was looking at deeper into it. How's Machado doing this year? How did he do in that series? He got suspended. He got yeah, suspended yeah, saw, for bumping an umpire. I saw that. I saw that. That's why he's, I asked. He's been, hot. he's been hot of late. Oh, he has? He has been hot of late. Um, Charlie Blackman had 21 hits last week. Charlie Blackman's on fire. <laughs> he's on fucking fire. Last week. Last week, Machado was 13 for 29 
12 runs scored, four bombs, seven RBIs, and batted only 448. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. But Hunter Renfro on the Padres has been hot, blasting home runs left and right. Obviously, Tatis. It's, it's got to be a combination of the ball being juiced slightly and another combination of if you're Hunter Renfro and you're looking at Bryce Harper get $300 million mm. and doesn't bat 300 and doesn't get 100 RBIs but basically is just a power hitter, you're going to say to yourself, why am I bothering trying to hit singles? If I could hit 260 and hit 40 bombs, I'm going to get you know a couple hundred million. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about, man. The long ball. You it's, know, when, when it's a mixture. It's a mixture of the ball being juice, which has to be going on. I mean, Kentel Marte has twenty bombs. It's got to be a mixture of that, and also these players who are just saying, "Screw this." There's no point of being DJ Lemayu and you know being a little hometown hero and getting a one-year, ten million dollar contract and winning batting titles. Yeah, speaking of which, he's up at bat right now. You know, it's funny because when we when Machado signed with the Padres, we talked about it. And we said that they had they had the offense to compete, but we didn't know where their pitching was coming from. And talking about trades, they're in the market for a pitcher as well, and they're looking at Trevor Bauer. Ooh, wow! Now, are the Indi- the Indians aren't out of it? Do you guys think that the Twins are sustainable? <clears throat> the Twins? Yeah, the Twins of the Twins oh, are in first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep saying that they're not going to keep it up, and they keep they keep keeping it up. up. The haters. Yeah. Now I got to give a shout out. To, to Kenneth because when I was at my uncle's house a couple weeks ago we were talking fantasy baseball like we always do and he pushed me in the direction of picking up Nelly Cruz and he's been killing it killing it since he came well, back from well, every well, century what, what I said to you at the time if you remember is show me the bad year that Nelson Cruz is at he hasn't he's, he's a hitter he just hits that's no, I shouldn't even get credit for that statement. The fact that he was a free agent in your fantasy baseball league makes me want to join next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another one, Kenneth, that was very, very uh, a head scratcher for me was that Joey Votto, Joey Votto was available. He should still be. We picked him up. We picked him up, and Listen, he's been hot. Joey Votto. Uh, we, average. We were in the uh, we were in the mix to get Ryu. Now he's been on fire a while ago. Yeah, but he was on. He was on the list. Well, Kenneth, if if you had to pick between Joey Votto or Aguilar on the Brewers, who would you rather have? Oh, Votto is a no-brainer. That's that, that was that, our situation. That was the move we made. That was the move we made. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. You know, and we dropped Schwarber, and Schwarber's hit like ten home runs in the past I two same, weeks. I did the I did the same thing a month ago. I was between Schwarber and uh, Mazzara, and I I fucked that one up big time. He had a bomb tonight, Schwarber, again. Yeah, but what, but what, I, what I'm thinking is is that Schwarber goes on these tears and then he'll go 0 for 30 in a week. Oh, boy. I don't know. Schwarber, Schwarber, I just, he, he, I don't know. He always was supposed to be a good average hitter. You know, he may, maybe it just clicked. I mean, you know, Madden plays games with these guys. He started batting the leadoff. And he started hitting solo home runs. And, you know, <laughs> Schwaber to me, he, he's, he, he hurt me big time because I waved him. And as soon as I waved him, I think he's got at least like six or seven homers since I waved him. Yeah. He's got to have at least because we, we did the same you thing. Know, I, and I picked up Jay Bruce, too, after he got traded. As well, I actually did the same thing, which was all right, but then he got hurt. So you know, typical Jay Bruce. Yeah, shows they, you a flash, and then and then immediately. Did they put him on the DL because they said he was supposed to avoid DL time? No, no, they didn't. 
So hopefully he comes back relatively soon. Um, now here's another thing I want to talk talk to, uh, talk about it baseball wise is Kenneth and I were at the Yankee game last night. They were he was sitting in the legend seats enjoying his lobster tail nice. and and everything, and we were up in the upper deck. And I don't know if you saw it, Kenneth, but when Torres was up, and I think when Voigt was up, they had four outfielders. They put Lau in right field. What do you think of that? Would you think? Of, what do you think of this new thing now that they have four outfielders now for certain hitters? I, got no, I, got, I told you this originally. I got no problem with the shift. It's the, the problem with the the problem with the shift. The shift could be easily solved. Is when these guys learn how to hit. You know, I mean, it, it, to me, it's, it's that simple. I mean, you know, it, the problem is these guys, like I was saying before, are in a tough spot, just like the share used to. The share used to say, "I get paid hit the, paid to hit home runs." So the share wouldn't change his swing. He wouldn't bunt to keep them honest. He didn't care about his batting average. He thought his job was to hit home runs. So he just said, "Screw the shift." Every once in a while, I'm going to hit it over all of them anyway. And that's the way these guys think. They don't care about about a couple of extra ground outs. They don't care about 20, 30 points in a batting average. If they're just they're swinging for the fence, it's all. You know, I I think I can see that with the regular shift. But four outfielders, though, that's that's a little that's like softball level. So where were the infielders? The third baseman was covering the entire right side of the infield. The shortstop was up the middle, and the third baseman was off the line. You know. Aaron Hicks, they shift for Aaron Hicks. All he has to do is hit a ground ball to the shortstop, and he's got a base hit. Like, it's it's sickening that they don't do this. And that's why guys like DJ LeMayhew are so important, because they do put the ball, he does put the ball in play, and he makes contact, and he'll hit 320. You know, and that's what the Yankees were lacking last year in the playoffs, was that contact guy that could put the ball in play. It was, it was only Andujar, and that was it. There was no one else after that. Yeah. You know, and... With these guys out, now I want to see if it changes. The Yankees were more aggressive um, with their with the way they played the game when they Judge and Stanton and all these guys were out. Now that they're coming back, are they going to revert back to a team that's going to hit home runs and wait for the home run? Or are they still going to be aggressive and bunt and be and play baseball instead of waiting for the three run homer? They're going to play to the roster they have. What choice do they have? They they can't play that way with, with the guys that they have on that team. They have no choice but to play that way. It's going to be boring and long and. It's gonna be a lot of strikeouts, and it is what it is. You can't. You gotta play the roster you, you built, and this is what they built. Kenny, if uh, if the season ended today, who would you choose as NL MVP? Nationally, huh? Yeah. Well, obviously, Ryu is Cy Young. That's a no. That's obviously a no-brainer. Um. I guess, I mean, Arenado's got to be in the mix somewhere, like always, because his, his numbers are there again, like yep. always. Yep. Um, let me think about this for a second. Puma, I want you to think about it, too. I already know who. Oh, you said National League MVP? Yes. Oh, no-brainer, Yelich. Yelich. Yelich? What about Cody Bellinger? Yeah, Cody Bellinger can slide right into second place. How do you How do you even, how do you possibly pass Yelich? Yelich has got a higher average than more RBIs. Who, uh, Bellinger? Yeah. Yeah, and Yelich has what about ten more steals and about maybe three or four more bombs, and the batting three average is what about about ten more ten ten points away. Yep, thirteen. Yeah, I think it's going to go down to the last week for sure. It's yeah, it's going to come gonna down be, to the wire. It's going to be a, it's going to be a race between mm-hmm. Yelich and Bellinger. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unless Arenado just turns it on, but he's having a good season, like you were saying. But they were he talking about 
they were talking about how Bellinger's having a season that only Babe Ruth has had before. That's mm-hmm. that's epic. Now it's it's June 18th. Right. Right? So this is my second podcast. I'm ready to tell you right now that Yelich Yelich will finish the season with about a twenty point higher batting average than Bellinger will. That's a minimum. It may be even greater than that. I'm only willing to give you that. But it'll be more. It'll probably be more. So we've got Frazier to the Giants and Yelich finishing. No, 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 no. That was that was being wishful. That that wasn't a prediction. <laughs> That's just like just pack his bags, you know. Just like when the Mets sent uh, Harvey to Cincinnati. Get the hell out of here. Mm. Barring barring injury, Yelich is your NL MVP. And Yelich, I mean, uh, to me, Yelich may be your triple crown winner. I, I honestly think that it's Yelich is that for real. This is not a this He's, is not a hot. He treat. is legit. He is legit. I don't see Bellinger. A three, a three forty hitter. I just don't. As much as the power is there, and they say you know he dropped his hands a little bit, he's quick to the ball. If you see the way Yelich swings, I mean, uh, Bellinger swings. He swings like he's going to hit the ball six hundred feet every time he swings. Whereas Yelich has a is balanced and and it's just. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm 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 on Team Yelich. But let, let me just bring up one thing before we before we go on. I mean, obviously Arenado is doing what he always does, but who just got hot again? And it's just continually doing what he does every single year, and which is why he still, no matter what Gellich, Bellinger, and Arenado, all these guys do, is still the best player in baseball. Are we talking? Are we talking about National League or in general? We're talking full, uh, the entire league, the best player in the game, start a draft, Mike, Mike number Trout. one overall pick. Who are you taking? Number, Mike Trout. It's not even close. It really yeah. is. Do you see? Do you see his career OPS? Yeah, he's, he, is, he's, a, he's insane, man. He's he's fucking he's nine, his on-base percentage every year is about 450 because he's he, he he gets pitched around constantly and he doesn't take the bait and he still bats over 300 and he still hits for power. He still gets on base, steals bases, plays a gold glove center field, which they don't let guys do anymore. They don't let good players play center field anymore. And I don't mean good players. I mean, they don't let great players play center field anymore because they don't want them getting hurt. They don't want the Griffey effect where guys start running into walls. They bat it. Bury you in one of the corner spots and don't get hurt, like Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts can play center field. Yeah. They don't want to play in center field. Yeah. Now, and Mike great. Trout, year after year, is just the best player in baseball. There's just no way around it. But the problem is, is that he's on a team that has no help. You know, they're, they're, he's on an Angels and team that's under 500. Well, Otani is showing signs of being legitimate. Yeah, and and with, speaking with the of, they both they both hit for the cycle, right? The, Trout hit for the cycle, or was it just Otani? Otani hit for the cycle. Bowers hit for the cycle. Um, Otani's the first Japanese player to ever hit for the cycle. That's crazy. I mean, I'm surprised really. Ichiro didn't do it. Well, Ichiro wasn't a big home run guy. Yeah, but he could put the he ball. Got in. A couple of jacks. Yeah, 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 no, he could, he could, but Otani definitely way, way more likely to do it. Now, here's something that I saw too about Otani is that they're saying, what if Otani stopped pitching and played the outfield or played first base and just kept hitting? How is he doing as a pitcher this year? He's got Tommy John. He's not pitching. Oh, he's not pitching. No. He's just a strictly a DH right now. So, what do you guys think of that? Would yeah, you... I mean, would you enough, of the, enough of this fucking nonsense experiment. Just let him hit. So, you're saying make turn him into a first baseman DH yeah. type of guy. Yeah. And just let him hit. Why not? I love it. Love it. Keep it going, baby. I love it. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's a serious question. It's a serious question, you know? I mean, it's not something that is just like for clickbait, 
he can legitimately become a first baseman or even a corner outfielder. You throw him in the corners, yeah. and he hits. Remember, if you guys remember the last podcast I was on when I ranted about the DH and how I hated the fact that a pitcher had a hit during a game, I still stand by that completely. But what I will, you know, <laughs> just slightly bend a little bit is he's not hitting on his pitching day. For me, when you're pitching, you need to focus on pitching, and that's it. But with the way they're doing it, because it's AL, he's pitching, and then the next day in the lineup. Yeah. To me, if you have the ability to do that, God bless. That's, yeah. He's definitely at an advantage being in the, in the AL with that. Um, I mean, God bless him for doing that. If he could do it. I mean, he like I said, the hitting to me was like, oh, well, he's either going to be able to do one or the other. I mean, I don't want if he's gonna be a middle of the road pitcher, then then I I agree with you, Chen, one hundred percent. Let him play first base, right field, whatever you got to do, and just let him hit. Mm. But if he could be elite on both, yeah, yeah, then, no, of course, you know, let him do it. Of course, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're gonna make that that decision until he comes back on comes back to pitch and see how he does. You know, I mean, he tops out what ninety eight, ninety nine, throws gas. I mean. It we seemed had, like a gimmick until the guy came up this year and, and he's hitting like an all-star. Yeah. You know, I mean, what what are his numbers? I'm pulling them up right now. What is he hitting? But this is classic Mike Francesa right here with a coin. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's hitting 283. Right, so he's, he's hitting 283. He's slugging 514. He's got a... Uh, on base percentage of 353, OPS of 867. He's got nine home runs and 30 RBIs. And that's 138 at bats. So now, if you consider in a major league season, these guys usually get at least about close to 600 at bats. You look at that 40 bombs, 10 steals, 100, 100. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it, he's 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 putting it in with the, with the hitting, but. He's a two. He's a 285 hitter career with 464 at bats. He's hitting 284. So the kid can hit for average and for power. He's hit 31 home runs already in his career. Yeah, you hit him right in the head. What is he? 20? 21? He is. When you said the kid, you, you weren't kidding. He's 23. 23. That's what I'm saying. Like he's. <laughs> he's. All right. So I had to just. I just had to just go back to to one thing. Go ahead. My love for Mike Trout. <laughs> are you, you going to start a church Trout's room? Career, career on, uh, OPS, you know, OPS is .996. His career on base percentage is .420. His career batting average is .306. Jesus Christ. He's hit. And he started, remember, he was 19 when he first came up. Now, in two, he's been an All-Star every year since 2012, since he was 20. His home runs are 30, 27, 36, 41, 29, 33, 39, and then this year so far, he's got 20. Stolen bases, 49, 33, 16, 11, 30, 22, 24. I just, I just, man, I just wish he was a Yankee. Yeah, well, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. <laughs> no, because he signed that. <laughs> no, 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 it's locked up. They won't let, and they won't let him out. No, well, don't worry, he'll be a Yankee when he's, you know, when he's 37 and he can't run anymore. And he's, you know, in two, 272. Right. And, you know, they'll be a Yankee then. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's once, he, once he's over two hundred thousand miles on the uh, odometer, then, then, then we'll get him. Yeah, he is. A, he is an amazing player. But you got to give him credit that he's staying with the Angels. He signed that deal. They got to do something, man. They got to do something to help him out. Like who? Who's who? Are their pitchers besides Otani? What credit? What credit does he get? He's living in Los Angeles. They give him four hundred twenty million dollars. <laughs> what he, credit does he get? What? He loves that number four twenty. Four twenty on base. Team. Yeah. I'm trying to see they, how many. They, they shouldn't be. They sign guys. They're just doing a bad job with their signings. They tried to get guys like Upton, and you know, I mean, remember, I mean, a long time ago, but like Vladimir Guerrero's and 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 the, you know, they, they go after guys. Yeah. But they try to spend the money. They got Otani. Yeah, that's that was huge. I can't believe he chose them. It's the West Coast thing. The, the Yankees are always always behind. You know, always behind. You know, when it comes to these guys from you know from the other side of the world, it, it's not it's not easy. Especially him, he was you know a twenty-one year old kid. He wanted yeah. to be relatively close, yeah. as close as you could be while being right. in the states. So I don't, right, right. I don't even blame him for that. You know, you know, Ichiro was the same way. He signed with Seattle because it was close to home. Closer, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we did get we did get Matsui, we did get Tanaka, we did get Kayagawa. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, if you remember, if you remember about Matsui and also with um, Tanaka, they were bigger than lifestyle. Bigger than life characters in their country, right. and the Yankees still are the Yankees. Mm-hmm. When Tanaka came here, he was a rock star. He wasn't just a Japanese ball player. When when Matsui came here, he was Godzilla. You know what I mean? He well, I, mean, I think I don't think that name. I don't remember the name yeah. probably didn't carry. I don't remember, but I just mean he was a, a superstar there. Right. So he came to the premier franchise here. It was like a seamless transition. Right. You know, but these other guys. I mean, Otani was still a kid. You know, I don't know if that that had a big effect on him. You know, it, I think it did. That's a good point. And that other pitcher too that D- you signed, Dice K. No, not Dice K. That, that, <laughs> what's the What's the name of the pitcher that signed with Seattle? Oh this yeah, year? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, with the Mariners? Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Kikuchi. Kikuchi. You know, Kikuchi. They they signed him, and now they're fire selling. You know, they're they're in the ba- they're in the basement of the the American well, League they West. Were, remember, they were they were fire selling before that. I mean, we got we did get Paxton from them. They've been selling off since the offseason. They traded Cano. Cano. They traded Edwin Edwin. Uh, what the hell's his name? Let's call it Diaz. Yeah. Um, they've been fired. They they've been trying to shed all this salary. Yeah. Um, the, the next one to go is D Gordon. And they also have Kikuchi on some kind of innings limit where he's, he's being an opener, some starts, he's getting extra days off. So they are, they, their plan was not to win this year. No, it definitely wasn't. Just to go back to Trout, because I know you want to keep talking about Trout. Trout only has one one postseason appearance. Mm-hmm. One postseason appearance. He has 15 plate appearances, 12 at-bats. He's hitting 083. Mm-hmm. So, he's... So well, I'm just saying he he is no 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 <laughs> don't go after his boy. My, no, my point is this: is that they've tried to get him help. The Angels obviously haven't won done much with him there so far. They have they got to get they got to give him a chance, and they can't give him a chance when he's on his last legs. This can't be a Don Mattingly situation or have it turn into one where this kid is amazing and he turns into the Dan Marino of baseball. Now. What do you? What? When do you think the the Angels will actually compete when Otani comes back to pitch, or do you think they need to add a couple pieces? Listen, they they've been grooming these pitchers like the Skags and the Heenies and these guys for years. They've been they've been they're not like uh the, you know one of these teams that has to wait 
20 years for their, you know, picks to pan out. They're trying. They just made some, you know, shitty moves. I mean, Upton, you know, I mean, they're spending money. I mean, Pujols, they're trying to surround the guy and trying to win with him. So, I mean, just because they did a shitty job, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like they, if they weren't spending, then then I'd understand. It's not like they just signed Trout saying, all right, we're going to sell tickets with him and who cares what we put around them. They're trying. I mean, those, that Pujols contract was just, you know, historically bad at this point. Where are they in the standings? They're second to last. They're one game oh under five hundred. One game under five hundred. Yeah, they, they have nothing around them. I mean, uh, you know, Tommy Lasella has become one of their you know better players. Uh, you know, they got they got Fletcher, who's like their ultimate utility man. Like they they don't really have they don't really have anybody you know having big years except for my man Trout and Otani, who's you know just been tearing the cover off the ball after a little cold streak at the beginning of the year. And they have Cole Calhoun, too, who's a decent major leaguer as well. But, so, is there anything else, Kenny, that you want to talk about baseball-related before we transition? Um, I think I hit all my... I think I, I did a little shameless self-promotion about my Brian Cashman uh, love. And, obviously, I mentioned Trout. And I made my, my really, which really wasn't bold prediction about Christian Yelich. But I, I honestly think that he's got a shot for the Triple Crown. Definitely. I, I could, agree. I could see that. Yeah. I could I see. I think it. that's where this is headed. I think he keeps going. I think, I think Bellinger keeps up the power, but the average is going to sink. And also, don't forget, Bellinger's shoulder is hurt. Do you that's guys remember? True. Now he's not playing first base anymore after he hurt his shoulder playing first base. He's only playing the outfield. That means his shoulder came out, went back in, and you know that's something. That may not be everything, but it's something. It's true. That is true. We'll see what happens with his shoulder. So, so no, I, I think I think we covered it all. I just hope that it's not another, uh, you know, eight weeks between uh, appearances. Well, well, we <laughs> I, we want to get you on again for the ter- for the trade deadline for sure. So, well, you'll definitely be on in the next couple of weeks where we could talk trade deadline and the trades that went down, um, and we can definitely dive into that for sure. And well, after just everybody, you know, anybody, if you, whether you go to church or or whatever you go to, whatever whoever you pray to. Just light a candle for my boy Mad. You see Mad Bum in a yet uniform. I'd love to have his. I think it's thirty-six World Series innings and one earned run. Join this team God, at any point. I'll pick him up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll dro- and I'll and I'll and I'll, dro- I'll drop off Frazier on the way. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate All right, it. Kenny. Take thank you, thank you, Kenny. So that was cousin Kenny giving us some good baseball talk and transition. So, the I know, Chen, you were really gung-ho about this earlier today. The scandal... Yeah. Yeah, all right. So we can of the World Cup. So, Transition. So now, me and Matt take the stage. Enter enter Matt and Chen's. <laughs> and this uh, is where I go call Steph? Yeah. Um, Seriously, I want to call Steph right now. All right. Uh, true to form, another scandal in, in FIFA... Uh, if you didn't see it, the 2020 host, Qatar. Cutter. Cutter? That's what they changed their name to, Cutter. Is it really? Yeah, they changed it like last year. Oh. I feel like this is fake, but <laughs> I feel like you're fucking with me. Anyway. I'm not. I'm not. All right. definitely, I, I thought the no, same thing, too. Because I know, I know you, you had that saying, Cutter, Cutter. When someone's no, no, when, when no, someone's like I know I know someone's like crossing the, I say it to myself all the time I see someone crossing the street about to get blasted by a by a car that comes out of a blind spot cutter cutter you gotta call him out Musky would be upset if you didn't yeah. call him out yeah 
uh, uh, but yeah. So what 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 happened here, Matt? The 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 former president of FIFA, Michel Platini, uh, soccer legend. No, he's not the former president of, of FIFA. He was the uh, UEFA president, and uh, he was the one that was kind of influencing votes to go to Qatar, and and he was the one that was uh, <laughs> the World Cup vote went you know, I know to everyone's surprised to, to Russia and Qatar and the, the Qatar the Qatar princesses or whatever they were saying whoever they were like oh on all honesty we had the best bid no you didn't because you freaking moved the tournament from summer to winter to comedy because it's hot as ass in freaking summer there and they couldn't build their ridiculous teams that were cooling and whatever the fuck it was and yeah. never mind the fact that half these teams are being built with slave labor but we'll look past that as well so yeah, it's not, not he a was good, always not dirty. Michelle Platini was always dirty to begin with, and played for Juve. It's finally, oh, it's you know, it's separate Juve. It's he, he's wearing the prisoner clothes and he's he's true to form, <laughs> keeping the black and white going. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens because even though the time after time you'll see so much mounting evidence, nothing ever fucking happens. Yeah, exactly. nothing ever happens. It's where, just soccer is so fucking corrupt. Like, I can't stand it, man. <laughs> Beating the same drum, we we've, we've been saying past podcasts corrupt soccer, but you know what? We still come back to it. We still love it, and we still get disappointed when nothing happens. I know, man. From this bullshit. I know, I know, it's bad. But I saw something that was interesting. Uh, this whole this whole thing now, this whole situation, uh, could possibly put England as the host for the twenty twenty two World Cup. I don't know. I would how, love that. I don't know how that would be possible if they would just say, "All right, Cutter, just fuck off. You're, you're done. Stop building your like. Stop midway through your stadium building." Um, I mean, England's got plenty of stadiums, obviously. Plenty oh, of yeah. plenty of world class stadiums. Yeah. Um, I would be. I mean, that would be so cool if it was in England. Um. I, I, well, I, they got yeah. they got the Olympic Stadium. They got Wembley. They've got Old the Trafford. Emirates. They got all these stadiums that they could definitely. Old Trafford. Uh, Old Trafford, exactly. That yeah, they got a lot of stadiums that could fit a lot of people. So right. Uh, to- Tottenham's uh, Tottenham Stadium's brand new. Yep. Brand new. That would be a good option. I think I'm pulling for England. Pulling for England. I think I think all the good guys want England to have all it. the good guys. All yeah. the terrorists want yeah. the same cutter. So do you want to be considered a terrorist? Then then you're happy with it being the winter and cutter. <laughs> if, you, if you like oh, freedom. My. Jesus, yeah, like the World Cup in the in the winter time is so chody. It really is. It's How? not something that you want to be saying. Come on, come on. Yeah, we need an awesome sound right there. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Uh, sticking with soccer, women's World Cup. USA uh, beat Thailand the other day. Three? No, sorry, they beat. Uh, they beat Sweden. Chile. Uh, Chile, Chile, Chile. Uh, yeah. Three nothing. Continuing oh, their three, dominance. Yeah, three nothing. Say five three. It should have been five nothing, but that goalie was yeah playing out of her mind. Uh, Definitely kept Chile in it. You and, know, uh, you know what bugs me is is the whole talk around the celebrations with the women. Um, uh, first, just totally obliterating Thailand, and the goal celebrations. Everyone's like, "Oh, it was out of hand, uncalled for." You know, you don't like to see that. They're killing them. You shouldn't do that. So then the USA women, sarcastically, I believe it was Carly Lo- Carly Lloyd on her for- first goal, little golf clap, uh, 
To, yeah, I, dude, I love it, man. And that's like the American spirit, right? Rebellious, fuck off. Yeah. Um, I, to me, if you're not playing, if it's not a college tournament, run it up. You're you're professional. You're a professional. It's a tiebreaker. You right. Gotta, I mean, and again, I, I touched on it a little bit in the last episode. Who knows when you're going to score another World Cup goal? It right. happens once every four Come years. On. You may only make one World Cup in your whole life. Right. Enjoy the freaking moment. Exactly. I'm I'm with you, and 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 even to further uh, go off of this, it's the fucking World Cup here. We're not talking exactly. about we're not talking about an amateur tournament. Okay, you're all professional soccer players. Your team qualified. Okay, you're more than you 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 belong here. You you made it here, and you want you're playing with the best of the best, and USA is the best. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel their wrath. Sorry, that's sports, and I just don't like yeah. the message it's it's portraying. It, like. Um, I just I hate the whole let's all be nice and play nice together. Like, cut that. I know Puma, you're on board with that. Uh, Welcome to I know today's world. I know, man. It's really everybody it, gets a fucking trophy. It's really frustrating. Nobody wants their feelings. These are grown. These are grown women. We're talking about. They're not like they're not high school athletes. Where different story. Yeah, okay. A far superior team just scored 14 goals on another team, and they're and they're and they're acting like jerks on the sideline. These are grown women, all right? If they don't like it, they don't have to fucking Stop play. Em. Yeah. Stop them. Stop them. Like, exactly. And, and and I do like the fact that I think it was one of the, the Thai players after that game did mention that I'd rather them keep scoring than passing her out. And I agree 100%. Yeah. I would feel so much more disrespectful yes. if you're playing keep away. Thousand percent. And just passing the ball around. Yep, I, yep, yep. Score as many as you can. I'm going to try and stop you. I'm going to give you my 110%. There's yep. no way that I want to be boxed around like that and just and run off the field with passing. It's and like just, yeah. more and more of an embarrassment. It's like when uh when you would play like a, like my little cousin would want to play FIFA against me on the Xbox. I'm like, you sure you want to go against me? You're six years old. We don't want anything. Yeah, I want to play. All right. You score like seven goals in two seconds, and you're like, all right, this is gonna be a blowout. You take it easy. No, you bury that. You bury him. You make him understand. Yeah, you want you want to roll. That's the only person you can be in FIFA trends because we all know your track oh, record. Oh man, dagger. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if you recovered for that one. But just to amongst jump a pin, amongst a pimp squad, I'm I'm in the lower ranks. Well, just to just to just to jump in here because I actually can contribute to this part of the soccer conversation, is that if you're pouring it on and you're pouring it on and. You know, what was the final score of that game? 13-0? 14. 13. 14-0. 13. Oh, 13. It was 13. I thought it was 14. 13. You know, let, you know, it, like baseball, let the kids play. Let them play. You know, it, it it's, you, sports is an arena where you have to be competitive and you have to, you, you play to win. You don't play to tie. You don't play not to hurt somebody else's feelings. You don't play... To be nice, you play to win the, the the game. What did what did Dennis Green say? You play no, to Herm win Edwards. the game. Her, Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards. Even better. I believe the guy you're thinking of is uh, what was his quote? We let him off the hook. That was it. We let him yeah. off the hook. Yeah, that was it. Crown, so crown their ass. You know, like sports, no matter what level, unless it's like t-ball or like you know little kids. Okay, I can understand a participation trophy, but when you're competing. And you're competing in your little league, you're in your town little league, or you're in high school or in college. 
yeah, sportsmanship is important, and it's good to show good sportsmanship and be respectful and respect the game, respect the other team. But at the same time, you're competing. You know, and to be honest with you, as a, as an athlete, as a col- an ex-college athlete, you know, I... I, I want to go back. I'm sorry to cut you off. I want to go back in every episode, and I want to hear how many times Puma self-promotes that he played a sport or continues to play a sport today. You know what? Not a big deal. You know what? I I'm happy that I I've been able to stay healthy enough to play. I'm not saying but, you shouldn't be. I'm pretty sure that people know now though. But I don't give a fuck if they know or not. I'm letting I'm reminding them. But my point <laughs> is, my point is, is that I'm a different person on the field than I am off the field, and that's because I'm competing, and I don't care about other people's feelings. I would I want to win, and I don't that I'll do anything it takes to win, and if we're blowing a team out. Especially in baseball, if you're up seven or eight runs, you stop running and you know you, you don't bond and things like that. But you still play the game to win. And these women should be on a world stage of the World Cup when goal differential is so important. You got to run up the score. Let's go. Let's jump back. Did you guys? Did you cover everything with the World Cup? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we didn't really talk about anything else. But I mean, I don't know if anyone wants to hear about other teams like Italy. Survived the group of death, won it. How how is Italy um, women's soccer? They weren't supposed to. Contrary to what I said, that they might shock people, it was only because I had the Roma Fiorentina women's bias. But they weren't supposed to make it out of their group. They were potentially sneak as a third because with the women's groups, the top four third place finishers get a berth in the knockout stage. Okay, and the as opposed to the men, where only the top two teams make it from each group. Because they have eight groups, the women have uh, what is it, six? Okay. Yeah, six groups. So the the Italy ended up winning, even though they lost to Brazil one nothing. They ended up uh, getting out of the group, and, and they played a tough obviously Brazil. They beat a tough Australia team in, in injury time, and then uh, they blew out Jamaica, which was key because they again back to the goal differential thing. They ended up having the best goal differential of themselves, Australia, and Brazil. So that's why they were able to stay in first, even though they lost to Brazil today. I'm hoping that they're still in it when I go to Italy, because then that'll be a scene. What, when are you getting there? July 1st. We we get into Venice July 1st. We'll be in Rome, like 4th of July, the 5th, the 6th, and the 7th, I think. We'll be in Rome. So... So yeah, I want to see like what the uh, what the schedule of games are because well they have okay yeah so they have the semifinals on July second and third so if they get that far and they get through the semifinal now are they are they slated to be in the same bracket as the United States uh well since they won I gotta see how it pans out Wikipedia normally is really good with that they're showing like how the the brackets would fall out um. Here we go. Because there was, there's, there's definitely going to be uh, some matchups that are going to be tricky for both USA and because uh, I don't see USA not winning the group now. They, they would have to, even if they lost to Australia, I mean to Sweden. Sweden's not going to. Well, actually, if they lost, then Sweden would overtake them. But I don't see them losing to Sweden. So that's our soccer talk for 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 today for this episode. Um, let's jump into guess that hat. Oh, U.S. Open. Uh, Tiger Tiger had a decent showing. I mean, he made it to Sunday. 
you know. Oh yeah, he made, made the Sunday. He, he played poorly enough that he was in the early pairings, but uh, he was he did play really well on the back nine. But the story, not giving any credit to to the winner, Gary Woodland, who was the feel good story of the tournament. Thirty five years old, his first uh, major tournament, and uh, he definitely held off the favorite. Uh, coming into Sunday, with, well, uh, Kep- even though Woodland did have the lead, it was Brooks Kepka going for the three-peat. And uh, I think people were definitely, I mean, I know we were in Austin. We were all pulling for, for Kepka in our room, but we were happy that Woodland won. But Kepka was just so so dominant that we were almost like, all right, well, here he comes. He's going to, I mean, especially when he started the front nine, he, he had buried for the first five holes. And you're like, well, that's it. You know, Woodland's not going to be able to keep up. And, and very much credit to Woodland that he was able to, to keep those <clears throat> greens in regulation and and drive and putt the way that he was because he had to with the way Kepka started the round on Sunday. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Kepka, Kepka's always in the mix in the U.S. Open, and you know when I saw him in the final pairing and the way he played in the, in the first few few holes of the on Sunday, I thought it was his. And right. you you got to give credit to to to, to this guy, thirty five years old, held uh, held hung tough, made the putts when he needed to. And he finished the job. Yeah, even and, and he, he did have uh, Rose as his pairing uh, for Sunday, and Rose just fell off a cliff. He, he he just didn't have it on Sunday, and he was kind of trudging along, and it, and it turned into the two man race between uh, Kepka and, and Woodland. And uh, I don't know if you saw they had that uh, story about Woodland and and what him and his wife had gone through. It was just it was so easy to root for him on Sunday, and you even. When he hits that big forty-foot putt for birdie, you know a lot of people might two-putt that or even bogey it. He just went right for the for the kill, and then the crowd just completely ate it up and loved it. And, and it's always good to see someone else come come along and win, even though, like I said, a lot of people were on the Kepka train. Yeah, I mean that's what, but that's why we watch sports, and that's why we love sports is because it's such a feel-good story. Mm-hmm. And you know, this guy is a feel-good story. And you know what? Like you said, that forty-foot putt that he hit, you know. That it, it for what he's gone through in his story that that putt means more to him than anything else, and you know it, it's it's golf as as exciting and well as dull as people think golf is on Sunday when you're watching that back nine and it's two three shots here, you know it's it's fun to watch and it's it's fun to see these guys perform because golf is not easy, you know when I go out I shoot one twenty I think that's good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. I, it's a it's a toss up of how many uh, beers I have in the front nine or uh, strokes for the front nine. It's it's uh, not much of a, a stressful thing, but it's always fun getting out with the guys and just you know hanging loose. And that's the good thing about the sport of golf. You can treat it as seriously as, as these guys do, obviously on the biggest stage, and, and you can always fuck around with your friends and have a good time. So exactly, it's a it's a time away on the golf exactly. course. Yeah, of course. It's all that matters. The boys just hanging loose. But it's better than that. Exactly. So. Let's let's transition now to guess that hat. You know, um, let me do my best. Let me do my best. Chen's impression because we got to make up because he's absent. Um, it's time to play guess that hat. I yeah, not bad, right? I'm I am wearing a a new hat to my collection. Matt, you already know what the hat is. So you can't guess on the facts. No, I don't. I didn't hear. It. I, I tuned it out. I was I was out and about. So I'm gonna be quiet but I, I i didn't hear it all right so then let's see if you can guess this right or you could tell me after the show if you think you got it so fact number one this team was founded in 1977 and posted a losing record until 1991 it's an 
all-time mark for longest period before a franchise's first winning season. Fact number one. Fact number two. This team is the second incarnation in this city. The first team is now the Milwaukee Brewers. They relocated to Milwaukee and became the, the Milwaukee Brewers. Fact number three. This team holds the record for most regular season wins in a regular season. Uh, it's fact number three. Fact number four. The mascot for this team is a moose. And the last fact is they were incarnated in 1977. The first playoff series they made was 1995. So that's Guess Your Hat. There's your five facts. And we will put up a post and go ahead and follow the post. Matt, what do you think? You got it? I, I got it. And I definitely didn't hear it before. I don't know what I was doing, looking up some stats or whatever, but a couple of the facts I was thinking about and then confirmed it. So Were they too easy or were they good enough? Uh, I don't... The, the one fact that I was thinking of, I had a feeling, and then the second one confirmed it was, I think, three and four. Okay. Okay, three and four. So that's guess that hat. If you're a big mascot guy, then then you're gonna get it. But yeah, not many people might not be mascots. Exactly, and it's kind of a random mascot too. Exactly, that's the thing. You wouldn't think that this team would have it. You know, but side tangent here before we get into our fan questions. Best mascot in the major leagues. It's gotta be Mr. Matt. I, I like Orbit. What, what Orbit? What Orbit. Orbit. The Houston Astros. Orbit, Orbit, the fanat- Philly fanatic, Mr. Matt. Philly fanatic is going to be. Uh, I mean, I, I think you can. We can all uh, sympathize with Mr. Matt when he flipped the double bird. <laughs> and and not for nothing, they did bring her along, Mrs. Matt too. They gave him a wife. Mm-hmm. So you know, at least they they pay homage to that. So fan questions. So we have three fan questions this week. I think they're three good ones. So question number one. If you could live inside of a Disney cartoon, which one would it be and why? And this comes from our fan, Bernice. So, yes, very interesting. So, I know we were talking about this pre-show and you had a classic response, so. (laughs) Which one it definitely wouldn't be, for me, would not be Aladdin because it's too damn hot and would not want to be living the time where I can't wear shoes (laughs) and sand and apples and flea markets like that. Not for me. Okay, and you don't need any genies flying around. Yeah, well, you know, I would hope the genie would be on my team, but (laughs) I can't guarantee that. No, you can't. I can't be be lucky enough that I'm going to find the lamp. Exactly. Too far. Exactly. Not for nothing, the movie that they came out with a couple of weeks ago was actually pretty good. Not going to lie. Will Smith is a great genie. Great genie. Oh, he was? He was I, a great I, genie. I heard people were a little uh, turned off by it, but I, I haven't seen it, so I can't say uh, either way. I liked it. I liked it. I, I thought that, you know, when they came out with those pictures and he looked like crap, it, the, in the movie itself, he actually looked pretty good. But nobody oh. beat, nobody beats Robin Williams, obviously. Oh, of course, the goat. So, I think if I had to live in a Disney movie in that time, in, like in that setting and be a character in that movie... um. There's a few of them that I could pick. Hercules, for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the Greek times. I like the Greek gods and all that stuff. Um, Lion King. Be it, be it. What animal would you be, though? Uh, would you be the lion? 
No, I wouldn't be the lion. I would be Pumbaa. Makes sense. Oh, that makes sense, of course. Duh. Pumbaa. I mean, I, I'm not a fat warhog, but... Yeah, but you can eat for days. Eating's the best. Oh, exactly. <laughs> the Lion King's up there. Um... I agree with you at Aladdin. I don't need to be in a desert with no shoes and just, you know, no, no, thank you. Um, I like, I don't know. There's so many of them. I I had a tough time, but then I looked to see if I, because sometimes you get, is Pixar considered a Disney movie? Because I was like Toy Story. But then I looked, first one I saw, it was the easiest choice for me now. Moana. Moana. There you go. Live down in a tropical island. The fruit fresh as hell get the nice fish from the sea oh forget it I would love that um I'm trying to think what would I do now Pixar is not Disney well it's Disney's Pixar so you could you could technically pick okay so then I got mine it's easy I'd be the ogre or from what from Shrek Oh, from Shrek? I'd be, I would love to live in Shrek's time. That, that you know, because you think about it, all the fairy tale characters are there. And, you know, you got a donkey that's a friend. You got an ass. Talking donkey. You got the ass. Mm-hmm. And you're just green and miserable. And you know what? That's You're so miserable that it's funny. But is, wait, that's DreamWorks, isn't that not? Is that DreamWorks? Yeah. Oh, fuck me then. I was going to say... <laughs> So then I gotta re I gotta re rethink Go this back then. To the original. Go the uh, the Lion King then. It's gotta be the Lion King. It's a classic. It's a solid choice. It's a classic. Fun fact: that was my first video game ever. Sega Genesis came with the game. Sega. System. My first system was Sega Genesis. My first game was Sonic the Hedgehog. One, two, or three. Uh, no, it was Sonic and Knuckles. Oh, the the, the expansion pack. The expansion yeah. pack, and it had the thing on top, the extra cartridge that you could put the original Sonic in. You know, you know, not for nothing. Yeah, we're in our twenties, and yeah, we got we lived we lived through the development of video games. Mm-hmm. We went from Sega to Dreamcast to PlayStation. Like we're now going to be on PlayStation Five in a couple of months. Uh, don't say that. I might might dabble in that. My my needs to retreat when I need some uh, long time. You know, I still play video games regularly. You have Definitely. to. Yeah, I still have. I I bought. A cord so I can hook up my Sega to an HD TV. Oh, that's big time! I need to invest. I'm personally to, to rescue the Sega from my parents' house. And yeah, then I, I've been Jones and first of an HL ninety four. Oh, that's great! And Madden ninety four too. Oh, I well, I have so I had Tom, Tommy Lasorda baseball. I had all the games. Joe Madden, uh, Joe Montana football. <laughs> Joe Madden. Yeah. Joe Madden. Yeah. Um, I had that basketball game. I can't think of the name. And you know what's funny? These games were so cheaply made that they had fake names. Like the basketball games didn't have like the the real names. Well, if, if they didn't have the licensing, yeah, they had to go with like the fake names and stuff like that. But I had uh, Dave Robinson '95 basketball, and I was able to trade for players and create my own players. So I made this husky seven foot five guy that could just jump from three point line all the way to the hoop and block someone with goaltending on. It was the best thing. Ever. <laughs> of course, you had to put no rules on, fouls on, everything like that. At, when I, I had I had 2K, like one of the first 2Ks, and I made myself like 6'10", a 6'10 point guard that was just gigantic, like steroid gigantic, and turned off the fouls and just drove to the hoop every time. <laughs> That's what you got to do. 
you know. You didn't, you didn't play video games unless you made yourself or made a ridiculous character. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Of course. And you know what? You, you took off all computer trades so that they couldn't trade you. Mm-hmm. And you stayed on the team you wanted to be on. Exactly. So that's a good. that was a good question. Now, I don't know if we can answer for Chen's. But if I had a ballpark where Chen's would probably go... Um, I'm just going to say it because he's not here to defend himself. Cinderella. <laughs> no, give him like a, a Wreck-It Ralph. He could be like a... He could be Ralph. Yeah, exactly. He's Wreck-It Ralph. All right, so Chen's answered his question. Wreck-It Ralph. Sorry, Chen's. We're executive decision here. Question number two. This comes from your new fan that you create that you got from from Austin. Baz, is cereal a soup? No, she was she was definitely intoxicated when she asked me that. <laughs> is cereal a soup? No I, I can see why it's a soup because the milk can be the broth and the contents of the cereal can be like the the contents in a soup. Now, the only difference is is that cereal is cold, but you could warm it up in the microwave and make it warm. Oh, my God. I've never heard of anyone had warm cereal before. Uh, guilty. Oh. Guilty. Oh, come on. I'm calling the police right now. No, just one. Just, just one. It was uh, Frosted Flakes. Warm. I guess if it caramelizes the sugar, it could e- be okay. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I didn't warm up like Cheerios. <laughs> you know, I was a big, I was a big kicks guy. Okay. You remember kicks? The little balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. They were so good. So good. Uh, let's see. So, Chen's. Chen's soup? Yeah? Okay, cool. So, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a, I guess that's just a short... Yeah, it's either a yes or no question. There's really no de- debating it. So, question number three comes from... I can't even read my own handwriting. Um, Enzo. I think I wrote. Yeah, Enzo. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? At first, I thought basketball just because I, I we talked about this pre-show, the, the Always Sunny episode when Charlie was was uh, regressing with his Alcoholics Anonymous with Waitress and, and was refing that, but that was more from just fucking around with the little kids. I think, I mean, pretty much, I don't know if you guys do on your softball team, but it's always fun to see uh, guys slug a couple beers in between innings in, in softball game. I can only imagine that with baseball. If we uh, we had some fast pitch and, and uh, hitters trying to swing and hit uh, a Degrom, you know, pitch or a Odovino uh, slider over there, but it would be. Uh, I think baseball would be my pick. I got. I have two, and it's hard to pick from them. So golf. Oh yeah. Or bowling. Now, it's if, sports that you're drinking a lot too anyway. Exactly. So. so, if you add though to it, now think about it. Those games are ba- based on precision. And what does alcohol do? It it alters your motor skills. It makes you, you know, see double. And what's the saying? If you see three balls, hit the one in the middle. You know. So, with bowling, how funny would it be if these guys are drunk, walking up to the approach, and throwing the ball in the wrong lane? That, yes. Oh, I mean, I I've seen people do it too. You know, you when you go out with your buddies and you go fuck around at the bowling alley, you have four or five pitchers of beer. You know, you don't know what lane is yours. <laughs> exactly. You know, you've seen the fail videos of people throwing the ball through the ceiling. You know, because they get stuck on their hand. I can see. You know, people always say bowling isn't fun. Oh, they're squids. You know, to watch though, 
professionally. I love watching it. I watch bowling all the time. But to add alcohol to it just makes it that much better. And same thing with golf. You know, because golf is so like, you know, I don't know if you listen to Robin Williams' old stand-up. But he talked about like drugs, adding drugs to sports. And if what if you added, and what if you put your golfers on cocaine? <laughs> Be the fastest run of golf ever. <laughs> exactly. You know, like they they were. He was making fun of how like all like those baseball players in the eighties got busted for cocaine. Right. And he was like, how? He goes, <laughs> he goes. How do you how do you blame them? There's a white line going up from the from the fence all the way to home plate. They can think it's cocaine. <laughs> You know, like that one pitcher who pitched, Doc Ellis pitched a, a no-hitter on LSD. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just stupid things like that. But it's just it's just funny that if you can inher- if you can inhibit some of the athletes and, like, like if you put golfers on cocaine, it's just like a speed round. The, go- the, 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 the round would be over in a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't even take a cart. They would run to the hole. <laughs> you know, true. That you would know. be fun to see. That would be really fun to see. So, this one, I don't know. I can't answer for Chance. I don't know what, where he sits on that. But, I don't, you can't, I, what if you added alcohol to soccer? What would that do? Just be a bunch, a bunch of guys puking. Yeah, because they don't want to run. I mean, I, I don't know about you, I don't like running when I'm pissed ass drunk, unless it's chasing someone down or running from someone, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think uh, the soccer would just be a lot of, Standing around just trying to kick the ball and just whiffing or, or just scuffing it completely. Now, here's the question, though. Are you beer drunk or alcohol drunk? Because there is a difference. A beer drunk, you're like bloated, you're full because beer fills you up. Like, are you are you, are you you drunk on tequila? Like, I think it's going to be a combo. You're, you're ripping some shots to begin with and you're drinking some beer. So you, you got a little mixture of both. And this way, you, you can move a little bit, but not too much because you don't want to be just sweating it all out. Exactly. And this way, you, get, you got a little mix and you see what you got. Mix the alcohol concoction and shaking, not stirred. Of course. Make, always make shaking, not stirred. Always shaking, <laughs> not stirred. Always. Always. But that, that that's a good question, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't definitely add to the entertainment value. And I think Maven just went deep again. Oh, I didn't. I, I switched off the ink. I'm watching the uh, U.S. and the Gold Cup right now. This is. We're not touching about this because. U.S. should be should be dominating, but we're in a tough period right now, men's wise. But mm-hmm. yeah, Maven just went deep again. It's tough to it's tough to send him down or DFA him. It's going to be an interesting move. Like I, like uh, we like we talked days. like we talked about with Kenny. You know, there's it's a the Yankees have so much depth that it's a good decision to have, but it's a good situation to be in that you have all these players and you have not you don't have enough room for them, mm-hmm. but. You know, and I know Ken, uh, cousin Kenny going back to it said that you know what do you what it you're a pitcher you should know, you know you don't need like a Ben Heller riding away in the bullpen when he has options, you know, and a guy like Cameron Maben who's an who's a who's a veteran who knows what it takes to win he's a pro, you know, and he's got a great glove and he can obviously he can hit the ball out of the ballpark and he can hit for average he's hitting two ninety. Mm-hmm. You got to do everything you can to keep them. Yeah, carry that that second outfielder because you know what? Judge and Stanton are coming back from major injuries, especially Judge. Judge is coming back from an oblique. He's not going to play seven games in eight days. So, and you're going to give have to give Stanton a blow too. So, it's true. 
why not carry that extra outfielder? I mean, I, I can you can make a case for it. And then, like I said, if you trade Urshela, bring up you bring up Estrada, who could play all over the place, and your bench is Romine, Gardner, Mabin, and Estrada. You're really only cutting one. Bench. Yeah, and you're really and that means you're trading Urshela, though. That's all Pevlin. I'm fine with that. Because think about it, though. You're going to take a bats away from LeMahieu? No. He's, he's the starting third baseman. He's not going to relinquish that. Exactly. So, if you can carry that fourth that fourth extra bench player, you know, and plus you only got to live with it for a couple of more months because then in September 1st you get 40 guys. Right. So, you know, and that's... And then it gets the playoff crunch where you're going to say, well, who are you going to go with come playoff time? Exactly. And you go with the hot hand. That's true. You go with the hot hand. I mean, think about it. Jacoby Ellsbury, when he was healthy, didn't start that that wild card game. Yeah, I mean, he was. How many? I always feel like that that playoffs. He was always getting hit by pitches. You know, exactly. He got hit by two or three pitches that 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 uh, those playoffs. You know, but like you know, like like I said, you know, with with the Yankees now, they have the depth. They have a more depth than a lot of a lot of teams wish they had the Yankee issue that they're gonna have, and. You know what? I think they're going to do everything they can to keep this guy. They have to. It, mm-hmm. They'd be stupid not to, or they're going to. They, they, you can trade him for something. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the market would be for him too. Uh, it's something that you you definitely don't see all the time, um, and, and the return would be would be decent. And like you did say, you have all these guys that that aren't even playing for the Yankees right now that could potentially, you know, we talked about earlier with, with uh, Chilowitzki and and uh, Ellsbury that aren't even considered with the team. But you still have weight in the minors as well that uh, still has options to come up if he ever puts it all together too to have some versatility in, the, in that infield. You know, it, it, shows, it shows what they think of Wade when they called up Estrada instead. Mm-hmm. You know, and not for nothing, injuries happen. Who knows? What if Hicks goes down again? Now you have a Mabin and a Gardner to cover that. You know, that's why I can't see them getting rid of. I, I, I they got to do everything they can to keep them. You know, I, I, I agree. I, I, like I said, you can start the Scranton shuttle and just option these pitchers back and forth. Yeah. That's that. That's the that's the resolution. All right. So, I think I think it's time to get out of here. Um, Sounds good. Is there anything you would like to add? Keep watching our women do well in the World Cup. Year of soccer, you're gonna embrace it, Puma. I know you are. You mentioned that you're gonna be in Italy. You're gonna love it. Uh, see some world class athletes play. Sure, our, our women across represent the red, white, and blue. But also, now we can focus all our attention on baseball. And for all you football junkies out there, CFL started. Your Ottawa Red Blacks one and zero. There you go. So we got we got football now to watch. Baseball is king now. So summertime is always a cold beer, a hot dog, and watching baseball. You can alternate between soccer in the afternoon and baseball. It's the perfect time for sports right now. It I is. say that about every time of the year. I say that about any time of the year because I find an excuse to fit sports in, and that's what we're all about right here. And that's, Talk about every and any kind of sport. And that's why we're here on the show. That's why we have this podcast. And you know what? It's always It's always a good time to be a sports fan, no matter if your team's in first place, in last place. You know, it's a getaway, and it's like you said. You know, it's there's always an excuse. Like I even told, I told my girlfriend the other day, 
We're going to her grandmother's house for her birthday. I said, the NHL draft is on that night. I am watching the first half hour. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta. I gotta find somehow to watch, some way to watch it. But from for Matt, Chenz, and Puma, this is another episode of Who Do You Think You Are I Am. We'll catch you on the flip. And see you later. Who is that?